Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I am joined on today's episode by Christina Chang, the Vice President of Procurement and Planning at Adorme. Christina and I are going to be discussing Adorme's uh, commitment to inclusive sizing and how it's such a core piece of the brand's business. So thanks for joining me today, Christina. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me today. Looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled to have you on the show. So to get us started, can you tell our audience a little bit about Adore Me for those that might not be familiar with the company? Sure. So uh, Adore Me is a digitally native direct-to-consumer brand that specializes in women's wear. Um, our product portfolio includes intimates, sleepwear, swimwear, activewear, apparel, cosmetics, and femtech offerings as well. Um, and when I mean Femtech, um, I'm referring to period panties and products like menopause cooling products. So we have a broad product assortment. Um, our bread and butter has been in the intimates industry. Uh, we have been in operation for over a decade now, generating over 200 million annual revenue. And we currently have over 1.3 million active customers. Thank you for that. And puts a, a good uh, overview of the of the brand for those that are they're new to Adore Me. Um, in a similar vein, can you tell us a little bit about your professional background and your current role at Adore Me? As Joe mentioned earlier, I'm the VP of Procurement and Planning here at Adore Me. I've been with the company for over four years now. Uh, prior to Adore Me, I spent several years in finance and then some time in consumer product goods, specifically in the health and wellness industry. Um, my Adormi journey has been um, with, with this procurement and planning team since the beginning. Uh, I now currently manage the team that is responsible for demand planning and inventory management. Uh, so I had to dive into that. What does that actually mean? Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Adormi model, we launch new showroom collections every month. So from the assortment that our designers develop for a particular showroom month, my team determines which of those products to buy how much to buy, and in which sizes. We also make decisions around replenishments of best-selling products and ensure that we always have appropriate levels of inventory on hand of these kind of evergreen products, let's call them. Ultimately, we work very closely with our design and merchandising teams to make sure that we make the right decisions when it comes to our product assortment and when it comes to our inventory. Yeah, which actually is a great lead into the follow-up question I have, Christina, in terms of that work you're doing with your merchandising and inventory teams um, and inclusive sizing, as I as I alluded to in our introduction, uh, that's really such a core piece of Adormi's business plan. Can you talk about what inclusive sizing means for Adormi and how you kind of um, that's manifested in, in the product offering? Sure. So um, I think, you know, First, I would say that inclusivity is an intrinsic part of the Adormi identity. It's been a part of our mission since the early days of the company. Um, we were the first Intimates player to actually offer a fully inclusive size range, and that means uh, over 77 sizes, to be more specific. And we started doing this years ago before our competitors even made it their focus. 
Um, I think how we got into this focus on inclusivity is when the company started, we noticed this gap in the industry almost immediately. Most brands um, in the industry catered towards a very cookie cutter version of what the average woman looks like. And unfortunately, a lot of customers weren't being acknowledged or served by other brands in the industry. So in Tradormi, we saw this gap. We also were getting a lot of demand from our customers directly as well. And we knew we needed to fill that gap um, that wasn't being addressed by other players immediately. However, we also knew we needed to address it in a thoughtful and strategic manner. We weren't going to rush into it and offer subpar products that didn't fit correctly just to kind of get on some marketing bandwagon. We knew we had to really adapt our processes and tools to accommodate this size inclusivity. And I think one thing I really do wanna underscore here is that inclusivity is an operational challenge. It's not a marketing challenge. A lot of players in the industry, um, you know, as we've seen, have started with very um, marketing first approaches towards inclusivity. And unlike them, Adormi started with a customer focused and business first approach. Our commitment to inclusive sizing just it represents our respect for our customers. Our customers represent women from all walks of life, from all types of backgrounds, of all shapes, sizes preferences, needs, and to not support these diverse needs would be an absolute disservice to our customers and to the larger community beyond that. My follow-up is considering that you, you know, you heard this, you know, interest from your customers, the demand was there and you want to be putting out products in the market that um, fulfill a need for your customers and being a customer first brand that, you know, that having the right product seems to be, you know, what the top of the list. So talk a little bit about you know, before you jump into this market of, of plus size, um, what you're doing to ensure that the collections are, are profitable and, you know, that you can then continue to produce them as long as that uh, they remain profitable and the demand is there for your customer. Right. Uh, and that's a, that's a really great question. Um, as I mentioned, you know, inclusivity is really an operational challenge, uh, not a marketing one. With intimate apparel, especially, it's very complex. Um, we tend to have longer lead times than other types of apparel. Um, generally, let's say at least 12 to 18 months are needed for design and development and another six to eight months for production. Um, and aside from that, the constructions of the garments themselves, you know, usually products with underwires are a lot more complex to the breadth of the size range that we're offering. Um, we're not just offering excess to 4X, we're offering alphanumeric cup sizes from 30A to 46G. So the complexities from, from you know, of inclusivity definitely um, you have, have presented them to, our, to us over the years. Um, what, what we have done on our side to really make sure that we're approaching this in the right manner is, um, you know, I think, as I mentioned earlier, we did not rush into um, just buying products, expanding size ranges, and just seeing what sticks. So I think one, um, you know, a lot of the learnings we've gotten at Adormi um, have also been from what we've seen in the industry and kind of actions that other brands have taken that um, didn't necessarily pan out in the right way. Uh, I'll take, um, you know, I'll take Old Navy as an example. And 
just to be clear, I'm not, this is not meant to bash them. It's just a helpful illustration to kind of show, uh, showcase the different elements that we're very cognizant of. Um, so with Old Navy, I think mo some of you may, may be familiar with the fact that last year they launched their body quality campaign to expand their size offering. They think that the intention behind this was great for the industry, but the approach they took um, was, uh, as I alluded to earlier, a marketing first approach. Um, big part of kind of the dismal results that they saw from this campaign came from trying to expand the size offering too broadly and too quickly. So when it comes to retail, um, you have finite space. So you need to make decisions on the size range you want to offer in stores. And when you go from non-inclusive sizing to a proliferation of sizes that you don't usually offer, how do you make the right procurement and merchandising decisions? You won't be able to offer every product in every size in every store. And so there are there's a balance that you need to strike um, in the assortment. So I think with, unfortunately for Old Navy, they made the wrong inventory planning decisions. In many stores, only very small sizes or very large sizes were available with a lot of kind of intermediary sizes being completely out of stock. And um, I think on the one hand, the lack of merchandise and their standard sizes slowed down sales. And on the other hand, the excess amount of those newer kind of plus sizes caused a lot of inventory accumulation in stores. So when a customer makes a mistake in size, of course, you in exchange or return solves the problem. But when the company makes the mistake, especially on such a large scale, the consequences can be a lot more serious. And ultimately, Old Navy had to kill the program. And this, you know, this kind of action is, um, of course, really sad for the industry because it kills the momentum of inclusivity in retail. So why am I sharing this example? Um, I'm sharing it because I wanted to highlight kind of the different limitations and constraints that we need to consider when, you know, as we expanded our um, offering to include more plus sizes. As I said, we, you know, we at Adormi did not want to rush into adding, um, we didn't want to rush into adding products in inclusive sizes just for the sake of kind of launching a marketing campaign. We really wanted to ensure that it became an intrinsic part of our core business and of our day-to-day you know, -day processes and, and tools. So what, you know, what we've done is really to kind of take the time to work with our manufacturers, partner with them to um, really kind of make sure that we don't sacrifice quality just to, again, you know, kind of jump onto some marketing bandwagon. Um, with kind of planning, um, with planning and inventory management, it becomes even more important for us to leverage our tools to make sure that we're buying into the right sizes and allocating the right sizes to both our kind of online presence as well as the retail stores we have. And this is, you know, again, a, it's been an iterative process over the years, but we've continued to build our tool suite to make sure that we're planning and addressing that customer demand appropriately. So I think a couple of things that you've talked about there, Christina, that are really important to note and, and follow up on is just the amount of, um, detail that went into the planning process here. Like you said, this wasn't just, you know, you wanted to hit your, the brand to a marketing campaign to get that kind of, um, you know, just uh, publicity that your, your size inclusive brand, there, there was a lot more than that. And this kind of led to a well thought out merchandising um, approach and planning approach. So talk a little bit about um, customer feedback there, because, 
you know, right. it's it's one thing to be your merchandising team and your inventory planning and you're doing all this analysis uh, behind the scenes internally, but you also want to be, you know, taking into account what your, your customers are telling you. So tell us a little bit about how that feedback from your customers um, impacted the rollout of your size inclusive collections. Right. Um, that's, uh, I think, some really great points. I think um, for, for Dormy, <clears throat> our customer feedback and our customer demand are really the core of how we plan our assortment and inventory. Um, we've, you know, we've always been, you know, mining insights from, from that feedback. Uh, as I said before, Adormi has a customer-focused approach. So when we went into plus sizes, we we saw that customers were were asking for a more you know broader size range. They were asking for more underwired baby dolls in plus sizes. Um, they were asking for you know more bras that could offer them support. And you know from the kind of early stages of going into the size expansion, we knew that this was the um, this was going to become part of our core business. It wasn't just a passing whim. Um, you know, we, our customer base represents kind of so, so much diversity that we, we knew we had to make sure that we were addressing that. Um, when I think in general, I mean, from the early days until now, we're always looking to see if a customer is commenting on a size kind of being out of stock for certain product, um, whether or not when she goes on the website and filters by her size, if she notices that she doesn't really have as many products to choose from. Um, this is kind of this, this assortment and inventory planning has always um, been, you know, centered around that customer demand when, you know, especially as I mentioned, since we are dealing with so many operational complexities, um, we are buying into the sizes and buying into the quantities for those sizes that make sense. We're, we're not just buying into a product just for the sake of fulfilling, okay, we need 50 units of of 38G um, just because. No, we, we have a lot of data science that goes behind our forecasting and our inventory planning and knowing kind of exactly how much we need of this particular size. This is all driven by that customer demand and customer feedback. Um, we, we are constantly monitoring that and making sure that we're always offering something for every type of customer and that no customer feels left out, um, maybe because she doesn't have the typical uh, core sizing that you know the industry is used to. So I'm going to follow up because I think um, that piece about the data science behind. So you're doing you and your team are are doing all of this assortment and demand and demand planning work um, to figure out you know we have the right inventory. Uh, it's at the quality we want. It's in the places where we want it to be, and it's serving the customer demand for it. Uh, but there's obviously not just humans at work there here, you're, you're utilizing technologies in certain ways to um, help improve that customer shopping experience. So can you talk a little bit more about that data science piece um, and how that factors into your processes? Sure. Um, so there are a couple areas where you know, we uh, really leverage technology when it comes to kind of um, meeting that customer demand for certain sizes. Um, at Adormi, we, we've actually built a lot of tools in-house, um, proprietary tools that we use to help us forecast that demand. Uh, where kind of this need came from is we initially found that a lot of the tools, you know, third-party tools that were offered out there weren't necessarily um, catered to our needs. 
And um, I think from a lot of the data that we gathered, we we leveraged that and, and built it into a tool that could allow us to more accurately predict the demand per size, um, you know, while of course taking into account the demand coming from customers. Uh, I think that this, this sort of <clears throat> these sort of tools that you know we are are really critical to our business, and it also allows us to make sure that we, we're not overbuying inventory, um, and that we're also buying the right inventory at the right time. And um, I would say that you know another kind of area in which we're using this kind of technology to help improve kind of our customers' experiences is also in our home try-on service. Um, this is a subscription-based service where the customer gets four to eight products a month, and um, you know, like most subscription services, they can keep what they want, send back what they don't want. Um, this service, um, home try-on, makes it easier for customers to find their right fit. Um, I think in general, with the technology that goes behind it, um, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of data, data, data points that go behind the curation of the items the customer gets. Uh, we, we're cognizant of, okay, these, these sizes, um, this is the size that the customer indicated, and here are sister sizes in case she, um, you know, in case she can't. Um, in case the uh, you know the particular product that we want to send her isn't available in her normal size, then we can also kind of go into sister sizes that would that would fit her just as well. And um, you know, I think when it comes to other types of products that we um, offer in our home try-on service, we're also leveraging kind of the uh, the data that goes behind the right sizing and the right fit uh, for the customer. Um, with the home try-on too, it's obviously you know. It creates a more comfortable and meaningful shopping experience for the customer. They can try on things in the comfort of their own home rather than going to the store, maybe having kind of um, maybe, you know, an exchange with the the, um, the person at the store that makes them feel uncomfortable. I think, you know, sometimes sometimes being able to kind of try on intimates at home makes it um you know, makes it a lot easier. And it also makes it easier for them to find their right size, because as we said, they're always able to kind of send things back if they, if they don't like it. Um, and, you know, we are always looking at that kind of feedback. If we send something and it doesn't fit right, um, what does it mean for us? Are, you know, did we not send the right size to begin with? Or are we, um, you know, do we need to kind of do some refitting on that style to make sure that the band's don't fit as tight or that the straps are you know not as loose and this is you know I mean we are leveraging this data to make improvements in our assortment and we're always using that to make sure that we you know again that we're offering the right products and offering the right quality yeah and, and, and as you're talking about how you're using some of these um in-house built technology tools um thought my thought comes to one it's you know you've talked about how it's improving the customer experience but then Obviously, there's the, the bottom line benefits of, you know, you're reducing overstocks and 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 um, out of stocks, and then also, it would seem to me that you can reduce return rates, so that you know there's a positive mm -hmm. financial impact there as well. Exactly, exactly, and um, you know, I think that that is actually. Um, another driver on, you know, when, when we're looking at um, returns from customers, we are pulling through their feedback and, and checking to see if they make these comments about um, bands fitting too tightly or cups being, you know, too, you know, 
uh, too loose or straps being too loose. These are items that we really do take to heart. And, um, you know, when it's, especially when it's a style that we're kind of continuing to develop and continuing to um, replenish, we make sure that if refitting is needed, we go through that and go through that process. And, um, you know, I think ultimately, I would say that with return rates, we actually do have you know, pretty low return rates compared to the rest of the rest of the industry. We're generally averaging kind of in single digits, um, and that really is coming from the fact that we listen to our customer feedback and we take that and incorporate it into our um, into our product development and improvements, um, as well as kind of the technology that we're using to kind of make sure that we are buying into the right sizes and, and buying into the right products. Yeah, and I think to you know, proof of that is a single digit return rate in a category that generally averages much higher than that. So that's um, right. you know, testament to the, to the work that you're doing and to the tools that you're using. Um, finally, Christina, you know, as we start a new year here, can you talk about um, some of the important trends that you're focused on at Adorme? It can be both within your own kind of your own team and uh, your own department as well as across the organization. Yeah, uh, so I, I think one of the the main focuses that we have going into this, you know, going into the new year, but that we've also been dedicated towards in the last couple of years, it's really around sustainability as well. Um, I think that you know we we've seen industry research indicating that only twenty percent of sustainable products that are currently in the market cater to plus sizes. And it's, you know, we're kind of, it's almost like we're repeating the same process again, where retailers, you know, again, are neglecting a key demographic within, within their customer base. Um, and this is something that we're very cognizant of as we're expanding our sustainable um, collection and offerings. We're making the same kind of efforts that we put into inclusive sizing. Um, we are making sure that when we order a product, we are, um, when we develop and order a product that we are developing into plus sizes where we can, um, you know, it, it's not, it's not really part of the Adorme DNA to just launch a product in core sizes. It's important for us to, to also ensure that it caters to um, a larger size range. And so when it comes to sustainable products, we've been you know, really working hand in hand with our manufacturers. Um, you know, when you take the challenges of offering inclusive sizing and tack on this layer of sustainability, it creates an even more challenging combination. But we have the tools and infrastructure you know, in-house to be able to support and scale that. And we also have the partnerships with our manufacturers to be able to support that. Um, I think you know, we've had a lot of say, healthy debates uh, around costs with our manufacturers. And um, you know, when it comes to both offering the kind of plus size products, as well as offering sustainable and plus size. And um, I think that the commitment that we've made towards really improving that that development with our manufacturers has um, really paid off in the you know over the years. Um, as our you know manufacturers have continued to grow with us, they've also adapted a lot of their processes, and you know have found ways to kind of work with us to reduce costs. Um, you know, especially as we as we've grown our, with you know greater volumes, we're also able to find more cost savings and. Um, you know, booking more raw materials, um, you know, being able to kind of manage the raw materials for sustainable products, um, especially knowing that we are covering both core and, and plus sizing. Uh, so it's, you know, again, I think it's been a testament to our commitment in the last eight, you know, eight plus years um, in developing into, into 
uh, inclusive sizing into sustainability that um, has really, I think, allowed our manufacturers to kind of step up and be able to work with us to kind of meet those costs, those, those right cost targets. Yeah, and you're doing it, you know, much like you've done with the size inclusivity of your, of your products as you move further into, you know, becoming more of a sustainable organization in terms of the product, um, doing that um, to meet consumer demand for it, but also doing it, you know, uh, financially savvy. You've, got, you've created these relationships with your manufacturers. You have the tools in-house to do this, um, both to meet customer demand, but also um, so that it makes sense for the Adorbean business as well. Yep. And, and I think, I think one thing I also um, did not mention earlier was, you know, with, you know, with a lot of our manufacturers, um, some of them actually weren't even in the kind of plus size space before we started working with them. And um, as I said, we've grown with them in the last few years. They've, uh, they've actually, I think, by, by virtue of working with us, have you know, work, started to work more with other customers on plus size offerings. And I think in many ways, that's really, I think, a testament to the you know, headway that we're trying to make in the industry for more inclusivity. I'm, I'm glad that they're able to kind of leverage, leverage synergies from you know, our partnerships and be able to kind of share, share best practices, you know, kind of share that sort of manufacturing best process, uh, best practices with, um, you know, kind of other customers they might work with, because this hopefully can help drive more brands to make bigger strides um, faster yeah. <laughs> when it comes to inclusivity and sustainability. Yeah. Spread the movement beyond just a dormy across, across the industry. It's a, that's a great point. So I want to take the opportunity to thank Christina Chang, the Vice President of Procurement and Planning at Adormi, for joining us on this episode of Total Retail Talks. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks.